Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the edge of every day here at NYC. Tonight, we are live in the hive with international singer, songwriter, and healer, Paraqua, for our 50th episode entitled The Edge of Both Worlds on this powerful date of 12-12-22. For those of you who have become loyal listeners, thank you so much for spending time with me and my guests. Our numbers keep growing and I have you to thank. I couldn't do it without you. Please continue to share this podcast with friends and family and take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to The Edge. If you like what you hear and you want to ask episode my inspiring guests, you can find them on talkradio.nyc, our favorite podcast platforms, and on my YouTube channel, again, that's Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. This is a show about pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues. It's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful those places where we're resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both internally and in the world around us. Listen, we live in edgy, tumultuous times, and people are complex. The more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this week. International recording star, composer, renowned wisdom teacher, accomplished female shaman, master of multicultural music, from jazz to Indian classic to a sound uniquely her own. Paraqua opens women to the part of themselves often long buried or maybe never even discovered. She is committed to helping women experience a true deep love of themselves. Bringing forth an extraordinary healing sound that is part singing in a range never heard before on the planet and part multidimensional healing, Paraqua fills huge stadiums, arenas, and concert halls around the world. Here in North America, she is still a mystery to be discovered, but it's only a matter of time. Using an ultra-high, low, overtone form of singing that she developed, Paraqua can produce up to four voices at a time. A unique sound that has been scientifically tested during her concerts to heal. But it's her remarkable story of how this voice unfolded that is so compelling. Her influence has spread through the success of globally explosive CDs, along with concerts and workshops around the world. Paraqua's first public uh, performance using her unique ultra-high-low overtone singing occurred in 2016 at a meditation concert, Voice and Cosmos, at the largest planetarium in Europe. From 2000 to 2017, she has put out a total of 12 CD albums. Branded as the voice of the sacred feminine and the voice of Mother Earth, Paraqua expresses the very feminine soul of sound and has created deep practices called vocal yoga, vocal tantra, 
and emotional cleansing that have become part of the foundation for her potent workshops. You can find her at paraqua.com. Welcome, Paraqua. You need to unmute my friend. Very, very happy to be with you and with your audience. It's good morning to you. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> and but where are you tuning in from? Uh, today I'm tuning in from Thailand. Oh, I love it. That's a beautiful yes. background. We, we're envy- envying you your warmth. Oh, <laughs> last time <laughs> Russia, so I've definitely gone up a few degrees. <laughs> uh, well, it, and it's not too cold here, although we did have a glorious, glorious snowfall here in the Catskill Mountains that was oh. just light and fluffy and magical. Oh, I love that. Truly, truly. When I'm in the tropics, is the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, before we dive in, I like to tell my my friends, my listeners and friends how my guests have come to me. And you mm-hmm. came through Sam Lebowitz, our fearless leader at talkradio.nyc. But we had a lovely connection pre-chat prior. Mm. And I feel through that conversation and through all of the wonderful research that I did on you this week that we mm. are friends and it's beautiful. Yes, I felt yeah. that too. Just a mm-hmm. very intimate connection. Indeed, indeed. So, but I think many of your audience feel that way with you. <laughs> oh, aren't you? Well, I hope so. That's my goal. That's very kind of you. Um, we're, we're trying to have some real conversations here, Paraqua. I mean, you know, what else are we going to have in these days, these tumultuous times? Absolutely. Well, people really need to get real and they uh-huh. need to get real about the things that are the changes, the quick changes that we're going through here on Mother Earth. Oh, beautiful. Uh, she agreed. The bird behind you agreed. <laughs> so anyway, um, my first question for you is one that I absolutely adore asking because it elicits such a vast array of responses and given the times that we're in and given the identity fluidity that we are embracing in our times and given the identities that I know that you have moved through in your life Mm -hmm. today in 2022, what identity or identities do you lead with Paraqua? Do I lead with? Do you lead with? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, identity for me has been one of those wonderful teachers where I've built an identity, you know, and um, in my earlier life, I've had a few. <laughs> uh, I was the jazz singer and uh, that identity got destroyed. The next I did do the guru was I was very much the medicine woman when I was married to a Native American shaman. And after about maybe 12 years, I got so sick with that identity because everybody said, you're so strong, you can help me to heal, etc. And it was a very, very heavy identity mm. to carry, a, you know, to yeah. be be somebody for a lot of people. So I actually had to kill that identity and I nearly died whilst I was doing it. And uh, because when I was killing this identity and it was a subconscious killing, because I mean, I just realized that I could not be this anymore. And it was not really truly who I was. It was, it was me trying to fulfill a role that my first husband had put on me, the medicine man shop. And, um, and when I faced it, it was like something inside was also dying with it. So I got terribly, terribly sick, which is often what happens when we're facing. And I have kind of a false identity that we've created, you know. And uh, my back collapsed. I got terrible fungus in my body. It was just, it was really close to death. And eventually that identity died. And it was terrifying because it was like, well, who am I if I'm not that, you know. Yeah. And then out of that grew a whole new woman. And for a long time, I was very much the woman of 
tantra and a woman of uh, like a teacher for people. So mm-hmm. I went from the medicine woman to kind of this very um, sensual teacher or feminine teacher to women. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was also with a, with a tantric realized man. And so I built a whole identity around being that uh, very central tantric teacher. Well, that identity I realized had to die as well. (laughs) 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 And that was yet another painful death because what that identity made me realize was that I didn't need to be anything in terms of a something Eventually, what it led me to was this enormous, enormous, enormous love inside. Mm. And, um, and I realized that I wasn't an identity. I was actually the expression of that love. And that love has so many different faces, you know. And, uh, ex- you know, especially being in a woman's body, it's like always changing. Like every minute, one minute I'm like a girl, next minute I'm like a wise woman, next minute I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm the singer, I'm the performer, next minute, I don't know, I'm just being stupid with my daughter. It's like, and now I, what I feel like I have is fluidity. You mentioned this word earlier in, the, in your speech, is fluidity where I'm not locked into an identity, but what I do see in the world is people want to make identities out of you out of you and and they want to cling to them for themselves and it's for themselves and so whenever anybody says oh you're this it's like i know that i'm this like for example them i say you're like my mother you're my spiritual mother or something like this i'll say well i understand that they're learning to mother themselves inside Mm -hmm. right and I'm mirroring that wise woman that's inside of them. Or they'll say to me, you're like a goddess. You're so beautiful, etc." And I say, yeah, this is the beauty that's opening inside of her. She's really starting to see it now. So that's why she can see it in me. So I've learned that any identities that, you know, that people put on me is definitely because they're seeing things inside themselves. And, um, that's really freeing, you know, because yeah, truly. It, then I don't have to be in anything and I can be very fluid between whatever that moment of uh, life inspires it from inside. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's where I'm at in terms of identity. I love it. I love it. And your spiritual, the spiritual mother is a, a perfect seg. We're going to need to go on break. And But the idea of you as spiritual mother is a perfect seg into what I want to focus on in our next section. We're going to go for a couple of minutes break and you're going to get uh, muted and you're going to need to unmute when we come back in. But before we do that, I'm going to quick, I in preparation, I've lit a candle for our time mm-hmm. together and said mm-hmm. my my uh-huh. prayers and I, I and I want to read this opening invocation in honor of our conversation before we go to break. You who are as vast as the universe and you who are as personal as my heartbeat. Help me always to speak the truth quietly, to listen with an open mind when others speak, and to remember the peace that may be found in silence. The wisdom of the universe is truth, and this wisdom, love, and truth flows through me. Help me to be a person of truth in all that I say and in all that I do. Open the gate of consciousness through the beauty and the power of our voices and of our love, and allow each of us to be seen and to be heard more fully. And so it is. And when we come back with Paraqua, we are going to dive into the theme of the mother, the spiritual mother, when we come back with Paraqua on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. 
Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. are back <laughs> and we are back we'll need you to unmute there she is and we are and back with the wonderful paraqua francis although you go by paraqua which i love you're just paraqua i love that <laughs> okay so um in listening to your story i was so um the word mother just kept coming up and coming up and coming up in all of the wonderful research and listenings that I've done with all of your online presence. And I thought, wow, what a mother theme you have spiritual mother, mm. theme. you know, your relationship. And I use the term mother wound, meaning mm. um, the, the relationship that we have with uh, a mother that can be a result of the patriarchal society that we live in. And mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean to imply that you have a horrible relationship with your mother, although that can be the case. But, you know, you had a, an interesting relationship. I won't speak for you about with your mother. And then, mm -hmm. you know, then you've moved and it can be translated into your relationship with Mother Earth. So mm -hmm. at 15, you left home. And then you connected with another mother figure at 17 who mm -hmm. was to change your life. Can you tell us, give us that story, that portion of your life that led into your discovery of all of this vocal prowess? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, sometimes when we have a very difficult relationship, and I've definitely spoken to a lot of different women about a similar story. I rest assured is, you have. <laughs> when, often the parting of the relationship is quite early in life you know and uh, it was for me for sure my mother actually moved away from me when I was 15 and married oh. a man lived in another part of the um, state and uh, it was my great blessing actually in a way and when I was uh, 16, she said to me, my daughter, I need to sell this house because I'm too in debt. So you need to go and rent somewhere. Like just look in the newspaper, go and rent an apartment with somebody. You know, I can contribute a very small amount of money to your rent, but that's it. You know, you're kind of on your own. And uh, so that's what I did. And I moved in with somebody I didn't know. And uh, which, you know, is, is kind of part of the initiation, I think, especially in the West where you, you know, you, you, go, yes. and you go out flat. on your heroine's journey and yes, you meet yes. someone in the woods. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, who I met in the woods was was another black sheep, a bit like me. And she was about 21, single mother. She mm. was a musician and 
a, un, a failed university student because she'd become a single mother. And when I met her, it was like her daughter completely claimed me as a mother and she herself, we became like sisters. And the first thing she recognized in me, she said, oh my God, you've got the most beautiful singing voice. You know, are you trained? And I said, oh, no, no, no. It was just kind of like a childhood dream. You know, when I was five years old, I, I thought I'd be a singer. And I, I grew up with musician um, grandparents. So I'd sung a lot but as a Your kid. mother was not? But my mother was totally anti-music. She was just like, for her, music meant poverty. So she was terrified that her daughter would become a, you know, a singer or something. So she completely pressed the music down in me. And so I would go to my grandparents and be like singing and so happy, you know, and then I come back home to my real life and it was, and that's how I lived wow. my life. Left my wing, you know, at um, 15. And so by the time I was 16, something was brewing inside and suddenly it got recognized by this flatmate who was a musician. She said, my God, what's this voice you've got? And I said, <laughs> by this stage, I devalued it so much that, um, I wasn't even singing. I wasn't training. And she said, no, I'm going to stand for you. I'm sending you to a music teacher and you've got to go and do some lessons, which is what I did. And I remember my first lesson, I just, she said, what do you want to sing? And I started singing something with her. It was an old jazz tune because my grandparents were jazz musicians. I'm crying and crying. And I'm so embarrassed. And this woman was quite a mature teacher. And she said, don't worry, dear, it's normal. Well, every time I went to her, I cried my eyes out because all this emotion was coming out of me, you know. And my soul and was grief. really in grief. It was grief. Yeah. And my soul was like, finally, finally, she's, yes. you know, she's on the path, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> well, I told my mother just before my 17th birthday, I said, you know what, mom? I don't think I'm going to be a psychologist. She said, what? And I said, no, I think I'm going to be like a singing actress. And she laughed at me. She said, oh. she said, you don't have that kind of gift. You can't Oh sing. my goodness, Paraqua. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and I said, yeah. And tomorrow I'm getting on a bus and I'm going to the other side of the country, which was 40 hours away. And I'm going to go to Neva, which was my mother's sister. And she said, what? You're going to her? She's crazy. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go and visit her. Well, I went to my auntie. I got off the bus and she said, oh, I have a surprise for you. I'm taking you to the forest for a week with some horses. Well, it was uh, the day. It was basically just before my 18th birthday now. And uh, she said to me, I've had a vision. And uh, she said, I've seen your life and you're not going to be like a singing actress. You're going to be a jazz musician. You're going to be a jazz singer. And you're going to go to conservatorium. And, you know, you're going to then go to the biggest Sydney uh, city in Australia, which is Sydney, and then to America and then to the world stage. And I was like, auntie, that is insane because you know how much musical I have training, like, you know, a few months yeah. of classes. But you did. It, but it's impossible. And I did. Yes. So it was a year of really hard work, a year, a lot of um, emotional cleaning actually at this stage, because in the same moment as I had this vision for my auntie, her boyfriend in that forest raped me and I lost my oh. virginity. The man who was my dearest, my auntie was my dearest like inspiration. And I lost my virginity to her partner in that forest and I was suddenly a mess, you know, but at the same time, my vision had like my inspiration had switched on. So it was all happening at once. And so basically I took a year to recognize that this calling was not just to sing for jazz, but to sing for healing, you know, and uh, she made me write that vision down and I did. And at the same time, I realized I had to heal the pain inside of me that I was carrying from this rape that eventually I revealed to her. I kept her a secret for the first couple of months. Mm. But then I revealed, you know, yes, he raped me. And so that actually is what totally switched on my healing process because I realized that I couldn't carry the grief and the shame inside of me that I felt. And what did I do to heal it? I went into the forest 
and I started to walk every day. Um, and I started to just let this pain come out of me. And I, first of all, I started using sounds. It's like, mm. oh, like grieving kind of sounds, you know. And those grieving sounds turned into like, oh, and, and all these strange sounds started to come out of me. It was kind of like somewhere between singing and sounding. And I actually started to let all of that grief and that shame, pain out of my body. And that actually began my real connection between the voice and healing. So it's amazing how the most awful thing can also be the thing that opens us up to some new understanding. Yeah, the dark nights of the soul, the the major traumas on that heroine's journey that just kept going for you. So you then you so you did become a jazz singer. You you were um, a part of of that world and lived in the city and really, you know, and, and grew that identity. And then I'm, we've got two minutes to break. So, um, but let's keep with this and we can pick it up after the break. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you met um, someone who was to change your life and also contributed to all of this growth and connection with the healing and the voice and and how did that happen? How did that occur? It was with your aunt, yes? Um, actually, no, I'd already moved, but I'd, I was in the second step of the vision she'd made for me. So I was in Sydney, Australia by this stage on the opposite side of the country. But she was definitely a trigger. She said, there's a man coming and you have to meet. Mm. You know, she said, you know, she was a psychic. And she said, you have to go to this spiritual festival. It was a huge spiritual festival. Go to this and you will meet a Native American medicine man there. Mm. I followed her advice. And I went to this uh, this conference, and I heard this voice. That was the first thing. And I hear this voice, and I'm like following it like I'm in a daze almost. And there was this big Native American standing on stage, fully dressed in traditional regalia with feathers and leathers and bones and everything. <laughs> central, <laughs> casting, of- central casting, central <laughs> casting. <laughs> At the end. His, uh, his session on stage, I went to him and I said, listen, I've had this realization about this power of healing, but I have no idea how to use my voice for it. And he said, so what you sing? And I said, yes. And I sang something for him. And he said, tomorrow, I want you to come as stage with me and sing with me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so the next day I went to this conference and uh, he said, a little lady's going to get on stage. And this is just to show you that you don't need a voice to sing. If you have heartbeats, you have rhythm, right? And he called me onto the stage and something profound happened. And maybe we need to go to break at this stage. We, we did, something profound happened. Well, just fi- finish the statement because when we come back from break, I want to dive into to, to your work with women and why your time is now in America and the whole, uh, and you, you know, you've got to be, You've got to be doing your work here in America, but finish this story and then we'll quick go to break. So um, what had happened just two weeks before was that I had stood on the side of the the ocean on a mountain and had gone into a deep calling, like, why am I so lost? Why am I so alone? Mm. So unfulfilled by the jazz. And this answer came through me and took me very deeply. And I, it came from all the elements. I started to sing with the elements for the first time really in my life. Now, all that energy that had come up through me at that dark night of the soul, it rose on that stage two weeks later when I'm suddenly with this Native American. And this power came through me and I started to sing in a different way than I ever had as a jazz singer. It was totally intuitive, as if this energy was rising up from the earth. And when I finished singing, he was blown. He just grabbed me and he said, we've many paths to, to travel together, many people to meet. This is our destiny. Oh, my goodness. I have chicken skin, as we say. Goosebumps. Uh, I, I, we must go to break and we will, we're going to move on when we come back. I'm, I, I'm, I so want to hear about your workshops and I want to hear about how you discovered this uh, overtone singing, et cetera, and what your, 
how you're working with women and how you're helping women to break open and connect with their sensuality, et cetera, et cetera. When we come back, folks, stay tuned. We'll be back with Paraquah after this break. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. are back with Paraqua. So Paraqua, I'll need you to unmute. Um, what? So in working with primarily women, I understand that, that this is for both men and women, but it's primarily, your call has been to work with feminine spiritual awakening. Tell us in you in your description what is that? It's it's actually very very simple. Um, it's a it's a restoration of a true woman's nature on the planet. Yes. Right? Yes. We we are innately connected to the to the planet, whether we're men, whether we're women, and both of us have forgotten and. Um, it's like the energy of the body has gone more up and up and up and up into the mind. Brain. Mm. Yeah, the thoughts, thinking, 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 which is why we see such a psychosis on the planet, such difficult times. Because this connection is truly the feminine connection, whether you're a man or a woman actually, is through the body. And the body is made up of the same minerals we, as the earth. We carry this uh, energetic flow from the earth, the mm. vibration field of the earth. And of course we have our own soul, but it's very much the body is intricately at the health, the both physical, spiritual, um, the sense of joy and happiness is totally connected through the body and through our being in the body, not just in the mind, but down deep in all of the centers of the body. And feminine energy is built so beautifully in our body that we are built in such a way that our um, sexual centers, our vagina, our womb, our heart, our breasts, you know, are built for connection, for pleasure, for love, for the flow of love. And something I realized when I, just before I met that Native American medicine man, um, was this enormous love flowing up. It's totally unconditional flow from the planet. It's not like a human love because it's not like soft and cuddly. It's like this vibrational field of love that gives life like a wholesome fabric of life. 
in a myriad of forms and shapes and vibrations and colors and sounds. And this is her. And when we cut this connection to her through uh, believing more in progress, mind, um, logic, logic, you know, future rather than being capitalism rather than being fully in the body of love you know then we lost something very very important so to me it's it's all inclusive spirituality you could say in that it's about just coming back to the body getting the body open the flow of love up through the body you could say it's from the earth but it's also all the way through the whole body's field you know um, to get that flowing. And when that energy is flowing, there's, we come back into that original, healthy, earthly fabric. And that fabric says there's love here. You know, there's life here. There's death here. All of it's going on here, and it's going on inside of my body. So what I found for women is fundamental, is to clear the life channel because this life channel that flows from the soul, from the crown, down, you know, through the body, all the way down through the sexual center, through the feet, it gets all blocked up with a lot of emotion, a lot of these traumas. And if we understand that fundamentally in the world, our sexuality has been deeply distorted, deeply used, abused, misunderstood. Objectified. Mm. projectified and even with women our souls we're also um we're also perpetuating this uh, distorted feminine sexual energy and we don't even know that we're hurting our souls right and you have personally done this work through through all of your work through your jazz singing and then opening up to mother earth i mean this is something that the agonizing work that you personally the edge of that work that you had to do absolutely because when i was that young jazz singer you know you know how you feel in your 20s it's like you want to be seen you dress i mean you do everything so that when you go into the world you're adored or you're desirable, you're sexy, you know, you're all of that. And my whole identity was built around that. And uh, I guess perhaps because I realized my calling very young, he didn't match calling. And that calling was about true energy, true love, true sound, true vibration. So Living from that overly sexualized woman and very masculine drive, like trying to be one of the guys, trying to be cool, like other musicians. Very ambitious, yeah. Very ambitious. It tore me to pieces, very young. So I realized that was not the way for me. And and uh, <clears throat> as we see now with social media, etc., that women are actually the ones sexualizing themselves constantly Indeed. on camera. And oh. they're hurt themselves because they have this what they really want when they're like "Mm, mm, mm," you know in front of the camera what they really want is to truly be seen for who they are to be seen as this loving um beautiful woman because that's what a woman is when her flow of love is is actually flowing from inside not just uh projecting her her sexuality and her beauty from outside. It's a very fulfilled and deeply disturbing place because what happens for her is she puts herself into the world every day, whether it's in the streets, whether it's on social media, but she overly um, sexualizes herself or pretends or tries to force a presence of beauty without doing the work inside to find this sweetness, this nectar, this elixir, of feminine energy that naturally flows when she does feminine meditation. And is that what you do in your workshops? Yes. Connect women to all of that. And of course you do that in all of your music. My goodness. Yeah. Spectacular. It's, it's, you know, the music is a way to vibration. Like people, women switch it on. They go, ah, you know, like, (laughs) oh, life's good. They want to dance. They want to move. They want to, they feel this attunement of love because mm. that's who we are, 
right? And um, in the workshop space, in the retreat space, or even on my online courses, it's very much about cleaning out all of those distortions and those really painful experiences that we've gone through as women in a world that doesn't truly understand feminine energy. Energy. Ah, indeed. As we are breaking through the patriarchy. So let's specifically zero in on your, your emotional cleansing work. Cause I think mm. that, that really, that's a program that is that, that from what I understand is complete that I'm sure they all are this, but that is something that people around all of the listeners can access immediately to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that, the emotional cleansing <clears throat> program. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we carry so many deep emotions and, and I found in woman's body, those emotions, they root when they're, when they're like, let me give you an example. When you go through an abortion, for example, and a lot of women have been through an abortion, it's a hot topic in America. It's a very sad thing going on there. But let's, let's look into the subject. For example, you go through an abortion, you're not supported emotionally. No. There's a often that you feel about it, either within yourself, maybe from your family, maybe from your partner, just from society itself. And you carry this deep wound inside, not to mention the pain that a woman innately feels when she lets go of the spirit of a child, right? Yeah. So it's on all kinds of levels, not to mention physical pain that you go yeah. through, in a, right? So there's all of this thick, heavy energy that's inside her womb because that's a life center, right? And so when a woman finally gets held by my work when she comes into my space, whether it's online, offline, she said, your womb is your center of life, your creativity. It's, it's what you relate to the world through, you know, and if it's full of pain, then you literally shut down a big part of your feminine energy, your feminine power, and it has to be cleaned. So I found that sound is the most instant way to actually clear that deep trauma because what happens to women when they go through something traumatic, mostly they carry it silently inside. Mm. Whether it's abortion, rape, a painful birth, um, a difficult relationship, we carry it silently inside. And it goes into those um, feminine centers, like the womb, if we're speaking about anything birth-related, and it gets stuck there. And so when she uses her voice, then she's given full permission to let that pain out that she couldn't let out at the time. Nobody knew how to help her at, at the time, you know? So then what I thought, okay, sometimes I can't be in the room with the women, right? Because they're I, on the I other Rest assured, sure, it's huge. So I created soundtracks where I'm using my voice to create this holding mother space mm. for her so that she can feel totally unconditionally lovingly supported like she's being mothered with my voice. And I would create that frequency for her to tune into. Now we're talking about abortion here or anything womb related. It's grief energy, grief. right? It's rage my goodness. Exactly. It's grief and, and, and often it's rage. Rage is first level. Grief is, yeah, underneath. is right underneath it. And uh, when she's given permission and I'm starting to tune her into that, mm -hmm. oh, these kind of vibrations, I created a whole soundtrack around grief for her to completely go inside and I'll take her in through like a trance-like meditation process so she can enter her womb and her body and start to let go and then let that womb come into a voice like let it have its voice and the sounds coming out of her are sometimes phenomenal because often phenomenal and often in a workshop space sometimes i've got like 300 women in the room and um that you would not believe the sound of woman releasing her rage and her grief it is something like the most powerful sound I think I've ever heard on the planet is when women come together and release this grief and rage, you know, through their own voice. Yes. And 
So then I created that practice so she could also do that home. And then one of the most fundamental things for us women is to feel that we are held. So I always invite into this kind of practice a girlfriend, somebody that she feels like a mother figure yes. or a friend that can hold her womb. You know, so it says to her body, it's okay, my love, you can let go. You are held, you know. So I created a whole series of emotional cleansing practices. I've spoken about grief. That's one emotion, right? Mm. Anger, getting totally in tune with anger and letting it. And I created this wild soundtrack <laughs> with my music so she can just totally let it come through her body, dance it through, sound it through. Or we look into the emotion of, of um, guilt, one of those in <clears throat> things that we carry inside oh, guilt and shame Oof. guilt and shame it's huge and it it creates a tight woman inside with yeah. secret and she's not competitive. really competitive and she's not honest in her relationships when she's got guilt because she's got a dirty secret inside so she thinks you know and there's so there's a whole practice that i give her through um this emotional cleanse to release it to meet that guilt mm. to find of it and to completely forgive herself to dissolve it and to let her heart open again so she starts to access this big womanly flow of love again so oh. this is a lot i've just mentioned three emotions but there's about five or six different courses on the site depending on what emotion you're trying to uh, meet and heal inside your body and the voice is very important of course breath sometimes movement with it but always rooting in a lot of love and being held by this motherly energy that i hold for a woman going through that locked awful dark energy that she's carried inside of herself spectacular and so needed my goodness my goddess so needed <laughs> we need to go to break there's so much to unpack there but, you know, I, I just, I have a million questions for you in only an hour. So uh, <laughs> there's only so, so much I can get to with you. Um, and perhaps I'll just have to get you on again. Because I, for our last section, when we, no, oh, I would love it, truly. Um, for our last, when we come back from break, uh, and, and it'll be a short uh, last section because we've gone over um, in our third one, but I do want to talk about quickly about Overtone and your mm. concerts and your book quickly where people can find you. And mm -hmm. when we come back, I'm going to jump to it. When we come back with Paraqua on the edge of every day, stay tuned, folks. Mm -hmm. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never. 
on the edge of, of every day, and we are back with Paraquois. So I need to dive into, you need to unmute, please. Uh, we need to dive in. I want to make sure that we talk about your exquisite music, this incredible genre that you've created that's part, sometimes jazz, sometimes part jazz. Talk to us about this genre. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what it is is a super mix because I've traveled so much <laughs> world and I've drunk it. from a lot of cops, Indian classical, Middle Eastern, chill out music, um, tribal music, you know, and so it's a really, it's a blend, um, but always at the center of the theme of that blend is waking up, is uh, celebrating life, love, mm. supporting this energy growing in us to make us bright, to make us shining, to open our hearts. So it could be in the style of R&B. It could be in the style of uh, Middle Eastern dance music. Mm. It could world beat. All, my All of it. All of it. Because, I mean, that's what I, you know, when you said about your identity, I think it reflects in the music as well. I'm not locked into that. And musically, I'm not locked into a style because my big question to the Mother Earth was, what's the source of sound, you know? And uh, it has, she has many, many vibrations depending to where you go to in the world. We look at all the different musical expressions on the planet. And so I've been a drinker of all of these different cups, but that the center has always been how can this music uh, not only heal people, but it's part of my own healing, you know? So when mm. I've gone through thing, I've composed, mm. I go through an experience, great love, I compose, leaving my love, I compose, <laughs> um, yes. birthing a baby, I compose, you know, mm. it's like, and then it went a little bit deeper again, beyond the lyrical world, because I started to work a lot in countries that do not speak English, right? And I started to merge this world of practice where I'm giving women feminine practice, as you know, and then these soundtracks that are not with words but are vibrational to tune to the body. So if I want to wake up the centers in the woman's body, for example, I want to wake up a womb energy, I found the vibration of the womb and I found that it was, it had overtones to it. It's not just one layer. It's like a multi deep spinning cosmos, you know? Mm. And so I created a soundtrack to activate. So literally through the voice, my voice started to split into two or three different or four sometimes different overtones. And even though this physically, it looks like I'm singing one sound, but I'm layering the voice with those overtones because I've tuned in to the depth of the vibration of the womb. Or for example, the vibration of the heart, which is so light. It's so bright. It's so beautiful, the heart in its uh, magnetic field in the energy of the heart. So I'm tuning into the vibration of the heart and I started to compose uh, soundtracks using these overtones to open that heart to its magnificence and bring it together with a practice to open the heart. Now this, this approach I then brought to the concert hall. Mm. Up until that point, I'd mostly been singing very feminine, sensual opening music. And most people came to me then because they loved the music, they loved to dance to it, they loved to cry to it, they had realizations and healings and things. But then I realized that actually I could bring that music, that kind of singing, lyrical kind of music, half the concert, and then the other half take them right, right deep down in. Yes. And so I take them into meditation at the same time using my voice. So sometimes I'm speaking them in, I'm giving them an actual practice to open their heart. They're breathing with me. And then I'm tuning different centers in their body with my voice, opening this, those centers, for example, opening up the heart, you know, and you'll see like, it looks like this and everybody in the space, sometimes 6,000 people, uh, opening the heart together. It's a profound energy. I mean, people are undulating, crying, sometimes orgasmic, you know, 
or else then once they've come inside the body, very deeply resting, starting to know their inner cosmos, that inner beauty, that inner stillness, that mm. silence, that flow of love, then I'll start to tune with very high overtones the opening of their pineal glands, the opening of their crown to the soul until they're flowing very beautifully. And at the same time on screen, I have what which is new technology, an auric field projector. So the, there's, a, there's a special little box in front of me that is capturing my auric field as I'm singing and it's projecting it on a massive screen. So they're seeing an overlay of my body, my auric field and the vibration of my voice as I'm singing. So it creates this awareness directly as you're sitting in the audience that I'm not just the body, that I can see. I can see the vibration. This is me, you know? So that's very much, it's very unique uh, approach that I've, I'm bringing into the world. Unique indeed. And so people can experience the inner cosmos directly. So often people who don't even meditate say it's the deepest experience that, that they've had. And now we've also started to document it with scientists seeing what kind of uh, changes are happening. And it's radical what's happening in one. Absolutely. I, unfortunately, I have to interrupt you because we're at the of end course. and this, but I, I, it pains me so to interrupt because this is, I could just go on and on and on with you, but I want people, we've got a minute left. So people okay. can know where to find you and yes. they can Google this glorious woman and hear more about this story. And I'm going to have her back on if she will agree <laughs> to come back on and we can dive into more of this work. But people yes. can find you at Paraqua, P-E-R-U-Q-U-O-I-S.com. It's going to be in the show notes. You have a yes. wonderful, glorious YouTube channel. With yes. all of your videos, etc., you've now yes. got a book out, which I just discovered. It's not yet on your website, but you know, but it will be soon, I'm sure. Yes, that one's in Russian so far, so we won't, oh, we won't okay. really. Yeah, but yes, if they go to paraquad.com, all that I just spoke about this experience of opening these 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 uh, voices and things are all inside these special courses. So if you look, you'll find this mix of voice practice breath. In maybe I have 15 online courses. So go in there, look at what you are feeling you need to help to heal in yourself. And every course has two or three free classes. So you can see, is this for me? You know, and uh, to support you on your journey of opening up your womanly energy, opening up that sensuality and healing a lot of that trauma. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Thank you so much for coming on the edge of every day and sharing your wisdom and your beauty and your insights and your talent. Thank you. Any last words quickly for our audience before we say goodbye? Well, I suggest you just put your hand on your heart today. Like many times today, take a deep breath and tell your heart, I love you, my heart. Gorgeous. And to our listeners with your hand on your heart, we at talkradio.nyc love you. Thank you for spending this hour with us. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. See you next time. This is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is our business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 